Hey ladies, welcome to Yes and Amen, where we talk about growing in our faith with biblical truths, real life testimonies, and meditating on God's word. Now I'm your host, Priscilla's Pearl Dominguez. Let's get it. Welcome back, ladies, to another episode of Yes and Amen. Today, we have a special guest, uh, a friend of mine of many years. Uh, her name is Caroline Williams, and you may or may not know her, but I'm about to tell you about her anyways. Uh, <laughs> she started her yoga journey over 10 years ago, uh, seeking a sense of peace while pursuing a career in politics. Five years ago, she changed career paths when she completed her yoga teacher certification and started her YouTube channel, which now has over 45,000 subscribers. Come on. She specializes <laughs> in teaching faith-based yoga and prenatal yoga. Prior to COVID, she led yoga retreats around the world, but these days she leads an online yoga community called The Abbey from her home in the Pacific Northwest. After nearly 10 years of marriage, Caroline and her husband, Brian, welcomed her first baby into the world this past October. Welcome, Caroline. Hi, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, thank you, girl, for being here. We today get to talk about all things womanhood, right? Marriage, uh, motherhood, uh, you know, different things. Maybe not singlehood. There's other episodes, <laughs> episodes ladies, for that. Um, but we're just going to be talking all things mother, uh, womanhood. It is International Women's uh, month or Women's History Month. And I just, you know, want to celebrate and honor women and be able to create a space where we can learn more about each other and encourage each other in this in this walk of being women um, in the world, being women of God, um, and just acknowledging the gift that it is, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, maybe historically the church has not treated it that way or the world even has treated that this is a gift that we get to live in this gender, but we get to celebrate it, not just this month, but all the time. Uh, and so yeah. thank you. Thank you for being here to talk about this. I, this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. And Pri and I were talking before we started recording and she was like, oh, we only ever talk about yoga. And so it's so refreshing to be able to talk about something other than yoga. Not that I don't like <laughs> talking about that, but I might be a little more rusty in this conversation, but I, I love talking about being a woman. Yes. Love it. Thank you, girl. Uh, so we're going to start with just talking about what is your favorite thing about being a woman and what do you consider uh, the most challenging parts of being a woman uh, especially being maybe, let's say, a Christian woman in the world? Mm -hmm. um, I think one of my favorite things about being a woman um, is this intuition that we have. Um, as a Christian, we might describe it as relationship with the Holy Spirit. Um, but I feel like in my experience as a woman, there's that connection to the Spirit the spirit of God, the presence of God, being with God um, is something that it's taken me a while to learn, but I feel like once I've made space for it in my life, the connection, the richness feels so deep. Um, and it's something that since becoming a mother just a few months ago, it's been so fascinating to me how all the women that I, that are friends with me that I don't even know on the internet, they're like the overwhelming piece of advice that people give is trust your intuition. Like, you know, even though you might like logically not know, you know. And so I think that's just been the sweetest encouragement. And I wish that we told that to other women, not just in the context of having a baby, but this, um, I think we've been, women have been, mm, I don't know, socialized to mistrust ourselves, to question everything, to um, diminish our emotional response to something and say like emotions are bad, the feelings I have are bad, this gut instinct I have is bad and it's wrong and I need to use reason and logic to make this decision or to, to dream about something. 
but um, I think something that the Lord has given us innately is this deep knowing and, and I mean, it's fuzzy and maybe that's why like we don't, it's not valued because it's, it's sort of feminine. It's a bit slippery. It's a bit um, esoteric, but it's, um, I think it's who God's made us to be. And it's just been overwhelming to me how many women have come out of the woodwork and been like, trust your intuition as a mother. And so it's made me want to say to other women, you know, whether or not you have children, trust your intuition. If it's staying at that job or leaving that job, starting a business or leaving a business, moving to a city or not, like you don't have to have all the answers or have this logical business plan to move forward. Like trust that, that longing, that desire, that knowing, even if it can't be um, measured in other ways. Yeah, that's really good. I think um, I also, I'm pregnant, right? So I've also been hearing, I mean, I haven't fully just heard that. I've heard other commentary as well, (laughs) but um, I also have heard that of like, um, you know, trust myself, trust intuition, trust that I know what's good for me and the baby and things like that. But it's so powerful that you're saying like, we would, you know, you wish that we would say that outside of this space. Cause Mm -hmm. honestly, I haven't heard that. Like when I was starting my ministry business, when I was starting college, uh, when I would travel by myself, no one was mm. telling me to tr- like trust my intuition, trust that the Holy Spirit is guiding me. Um, mm-hmm. So it's so interesting how we choose that for this role that women have, but not everyone, every woman becomes a mother, right? So in right. realizing that like we get to encourage this truth to women across the board, it is not a motherly thing that the Holy Spirit is like, okay, now she's about to be a mother. I'm about to fill her up with this. Like it's (laughs) something we get to have and have access to an experience as a whole. And it really is, you know, a gift. And it also, I think many ways gives us confidence because, Mm -hmm. you know, I think sometimes that can be a thing where we like maybe lack confidence and trusting ourselves. Um, But we need to realize where does that come from? Who has told us these things? And where can we like actually enter into this like trust for ourselves and our decision-making uh, and also Absolutely. acknowledge like where we are very emotional and you know that's okay too I cry about everything but you know like, <laughs> I mean hormones are crazy right now so do I right <laughs> but realizing right like it, it is actually a gift and something that we get to um really embrace and enjoy right uh yeah, so, like yeah. these hormonal sorry go ahead no go ahead so instead these hormonal changes we go through as women are not something to be like um to medicate or I mean for some of us maybe right like there's there's healthy bounds and not, but like the ups and downs that we go through, God has made us that way. And I think it connects us to a part of God that we, we get frustrated with and angry with, because it can be debilitating in the world that we live in, right. Which is a patriarchal society, which is a world that's all about productivity and um, efficiency and climbing the ladder. And it doesn't make space for some of the emotional highs and lows that we experience. Um, But God made us this way. Right. And so that says to me, like, there's something about God that the, the male part of the world is missing out on because of maybe sort of the more even keel most men experience emotionally. Um, and it just, it's, I think it's a, I don't know, a bad relic of the past that we're like, oh, women are hysterical. Like, <laughs> I think it's a part of God that we're able to connect with. Um, and I want to live in a world where we celebrate that and we hold space for that. And we, we allow it. We don't like, you know, make jokes about it or demean it um, or wish it away in ourselves. Like God made us this way. And there's something beautiful about that. And it makes us more like our savior. Like Jesus Mm. cried and he was angry and he had so many different emotions, disappointment, right? He experienced so many different emotions. Um, And I think sometimes like we forget that. I'm like, and guys, he was a man. (laughs) Like he was a man. 
Right. And you could tell like it made the other men uncomfortable, like the yeah. Pharisees and even his disciples were like, send this woman away. Like her emotional, like her love expression is too much. And Jesus was like, no, she's ministering to me in a way that none of you did. Yes, exactly. It really is a gift. And so thinking about that, like there comes then challenges, right? Challenges as being in a woman. Um, I don't know if you've experienced challenges when it comes to your gender in being in churches or being a part of ministries or just being in Christian spaces. Obviously there's challenges with it in, in being in the world, but what has that looked like in your life when it comes to challenges? Mm. Um. I think, well, I've, mm, I don't, what's a good answer to this? Um, I would say since being an adult and getting to choose the, the church community as a part of, we've always chosen church communities where women are um, leading, preaching, um, guiding the church alongside men. Um, and so that's a really important value to me and something that I seek out. And um, we've always lived in big cities. And so that's been easy to find um, now that we live in not a big city. Uh, it's COVID time. So like we haven't really sought out a church community, but it's a lot harder to find that. Um, and it's, it's frustrating to me. Part of me is like, oh, well, you know, it's not a big deal. Like I should just let that go. I can learn and get a lot from, you know, be a part of a great church community, even if, you know, the board of elders are all white men. But then a part of me is like, no, this really is important to me. And it's not just like important to me because I'm making it up. Like I really believe it's this, this passion and conviction I have because the Lord's given it to me. And so um, seeking out that kind of community is, or, or pushing the communities I'm a part of to open their minds to the idea that maybe women can also lead and preach and teach, that they have something to offer beyond women's ministry and kids' ministry is, um, is something really, that's really important to me. Um, so I think that's been a frustration that I've seen, especially um, in the church will, will support women being missionaries like okay you can preach to these people but you can't preach to our community and that to me is like can you like when we when we put it in that way like wow this this illuminates a lot of other issues in in the church so that's my soapbox but um i i feel really passionately about women's um god-given ability and anointing to preach to teach to lead to guide to discern um all of God's creation, not just some of God's creation. Um, and so maybe that's what led me to starting my own business is this, this freedom to do what I want and not having to, you know, to fit it into someone else's box. I think it's definitely intimidated um, some people and some church communities, um, but that's probably a bigger discussion about yoga. Mm. Um, but I think, I think is as long as we honor the convictions God's given us, doors will open to minister to the people in the communities that we're meant to. Amen. Yeah. I love what you're saying. And in, in many ways, it was like, you didn't not necessarily like settle with just what was like available in where you were, but like you guys were looking intentionally for certain things. Uh, and I think I actually like only realized, unfortunately, I only realized that like after like a, a church hurt experience of like, oh, I actually get to like make a list of the things that I think the Lord um, is inviting us into to like, in a way we're kind of require of a church community that we're going to be a part of, right? Um, yeah, Ge like gender, like women preaching, not just mm -hmm. children's ministry director and women's ministry director, but give or her announcements. her name. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, or first lady or things like that. Like actually, no, co-pastor or pastor or teaching pastor 
or whatever it is that may um that maybe it was something i actually read something interesting the other day someone was saying like it's so funny often women women are the children's ministry director but really that means they're the children's pastor because they're pastoring these children and ministering to them so why don't we just give them that name it yeah. just becomes these titles um that are kind of gender-based right even eldership mm-hmm. girl don't even get me started about eldership. <laughs> like <laughs> and this understanding of who it's supposed to be, but mm. we get to um, actually kind of like a job, right? Like I know when I was looking for a new job recently, I wanted flexibility when it comes to like um, uh, mental health day, like a job that actually has mental health days that acknowledges yeah. that just when I'm sick physically is not when I need a day off, but also when I'm going through it mentally, right? Um, and a job that is flexible and open and would support me and things like that. like there are things that we get to kind of create a list around or, or have expectations around for mm-hmm. the places and communities that we're a part of. Uh, and totally. that includes our church, right? Um, I know there's a- And really- is the church supportive of you in right. your, like, if you're an entrepreneur, especially, or if you're really like, not successful in your career, but if you're really passionate about your career, is the church supportive of that? And not like, that's nice, but when are you going to get married and have kids? Right. You know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that are interested in it right like that yes. will like or maybe want to even collaborate with you totally. if you're doing things that can be of service to the church but yeah it just is some i think it's a huge challenge um and and you know that's part of diversity i think sometimes we think of diversity too much with when it comes to race in spaces mm-hmm. but diversity also to do with gender it has to do with faith backgrounds it has yeah. to do with education uh, yeah. thought life like diversity is so much more than we what we have seen it and that includes having um several women I'm, I'm so tired of scrolling down through like church website and not seeing one woman and then maybe seeing her and she's the administrative assistant and I'm like oh, exactly yep <laughs> goodbye website <laughs> yep <laughs> um and we know oh, so you. much more than that so yeah and I think the church like longer term is like gonna continue wrestling with that in a new way because women for so long have been shut out of leadership roles within the church that they've just sought them out other ways. Like look at Beth Moore and like writers and teachers and preachers and these massive women's conferences and women who are bloggers and now like influencers on social media, like women have a voice and they are using it loud and clear. And either the church can welcome those women into the fold or like women are going to continue doing their thing, like with or without the organized church. Mm-hmm. And I, part of it to me is encouraging, like the church is so much bigger, right? Than these four walls or this one institution, but wouldn't it be so beautiful if the body of Christ welcomed and celebrated all of that instead of saying like, oh, cool, you can write your books, but you can't stand on our stage on Sunday mm-hmm. and preach about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited to see that day <laughs> for when it mm-hmm. comes. And it also encourages me that like women are not necessarily like waiting for that day. We're just doing totally. it. We're just totally. <laughs> taking our intuition, giving, uh, taking the gifts that God has given us and experiences, the community that we have and just going with it. And it's just so, so beautiful to witness and to yeah. see that we just have so many options um, that people are just creating spaces to serve so many different women. So I'm, totally. I'm excited for that and grateful for that, that we get to live in a day and age like that. I can't imagine, you know, our parents before and um, and just yeah. even maybe like a decade ago, how different it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I, my mom um, really struggles to this day with like, what's my purpose? Who am I? What's my space? What's my role? And I think that's been one of the things that's really, it's shaped who I am today and and part of the drive that I have to, to contribute something that, um, 
not that that's meaningful, maybe isn't the right word, but um, she was a beautiful mother and, and raised three wonderful kids, but still felt this longing for something more. And it saddens me maybe that the, the church community, which was so big in her life and is still big in her life, um, isn't like, doesn't care about that mm-hmm. in the same way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, my mom actually had a very similar experience and, you know, she's almost 60 and she talks about that mm-hmm. too as well. She talks about how like, you know, I inspire her. I like, I just like end up crying all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Even before I was yeah. crying, you know, and then she's been able to like, we, she went to my Morocco retreat, you know, two years ago, like mm-hmm. she's been able to like be a part of stuff that I create. And, you know, hopefully that, that inspires her in some ways too. But sometimes I also grieve that reality of her, right. That yeah. she like, um, and sometimes she feels like it's too late. I tell my mom there, at least at my, for example, my grad school program, there were women who were 70. I'm like, mom, it's never awesome. like too late until the no. day you die. You can mm-hmm. do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's hard. But it's to so hard to overcome. Exactly. Like yeah. her church isn't telling her that her community mm-hmm. isn't telling her that mm-hmm. it's like, you know, her younger mm-hmm. daughter's telling her that. So it mm-hmm. can be, it can definitely be a challenge. Yeah. Um, thinking about you, you know, so your mom, you're married, you lead a ministry, um, you're a mom of a girl, <laughs> you lead a <laughs> ministry uh, that w- both men and women can be a part of, but it is majority um, women and you lead even a team that works alongside you that is w- that are women. Um, mm-hmm. So what do you, what is that experience like of just like being surrounded by women and being able to minister to women and really in many ways like living out a, like a life that you really love by doing all these different things, uh, being, you know, choosing your role as a woman in your marriage and all these things. So what is, what does that feel mm-hmm. like? And what is that experience like? Uh, I mean, it's the best. Like, <laughs> I said to Brie before we started, like, I just, I love women. It's been this, this like weird thing that I've been so passionate about my whole life that like, it has to be the Lord. Um, just this, this, I've always had like really strong female friendships and, um, sought out ways to celebrate women, champion women to, I've always idolized women who've been very successful and, you know, that you see in our world today. So, um, if that's you, you're not alone. I think a lot of the narrative we hear a lot of the time, and it's, I don't want to diminish it because it's a very real experience for a lot of women is, um, competition and pettiness and really deep hurt, um, from other women, like men are just easier because they're simpler, they're less emotional or whatever. Um, and female male friendships are beautiful. And, um, there's so many wonderful things that can come out of them. And I think there's also something really holy and sacred about female friendships. Um, I think about Mary in the Bible, when the angel comes to her and says, like, you've conceived the savior of the world. She doesn't go to Joseph. She goes to Elizabeth to minister to her, to encourage her. And it's Elizabeth who like prophesies over her son. Um, And so I think there's this, it's a desire of the enemy always to divide the body of Christ. And um, that looks many different ways. But one of the ways that I think the enemy has been most successful is women in in, in inter-female friendships. And so it feels like a God-given calling in my life to champion other women to celebrate them, to encourage them, to lift them up, to give them opportunities, to share my platform with them. And it's, it's a sacrifice because sometimes it's like, wow, 
they're doing really well now. <laughs> I wish I was as successful. Or I wish I thought of that or whatever. And then it's, it's easy for that jealousy and envy and competition to creep back in. But I know that none of those things are the kingdom of God, that there is always enough for all of us to go around. Um, and that a pre's voice is different than my voice. And so it's important that she has a voice because if all the world hears is one sound, whether that's a man's sound or a woman's sound, like it's not healthy for anyone. So um, to lead a team of women, to help women connect with their bodies and connect with the Lord feels like it, it's what's going to save the world as silly as it sounds, but, um, the future is female and I want to be part of that. Yes. Literally through your daughter. I love that. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's, um, I mean, I think there's just, there's just so much truth to that. Um, I'm actually one of those girls that in high school would say, oh, I don't have friends that are girls because they're petty or this, this and that. Uh, and I had friends who are girls, which was actually, I feel bad. I think about it now. I'm like, that should, they should have been offended. Like, did, I wonder what they thought <laughs> about me saying that, <laughs> like uh, about, you know, girls uh, and women. Um, and, and, you know, as, as, a, as an adult, it's actually what I learned to unlearn that, right? So I grew up mm. with brothers. I didn't grow up with a sister. Um, and, you know, me and my mom are really close, but she only has one sister. She wasn't necessarily always surrounded by women. So I was often surrounded by men. Um, and like you said, it was like this kind of like this fake narrative that I believe that like men were like, you know, simpler and all this stuff, which is not true. <laughs> no. it's very emotional and complicated. <laughs> um, so it's realizing that just like there is there is a there is a yeah, like you said, like a sacredness to to sisterhood and to womanhood and to encourage one another and and to really just acknowledge like this is my path and this is her path and even if it's mm -hmm. a similar one um i'm called to who i'm called to and she's called to who, who she's called to and we still get to partner um mm -hmm. that's something i often say like when i'm co uh, doing like coaching women one-on-one -on -one, or i host like workshops to help women like start businesses i always get get to the topic about like um finances right and and how to promote yourself and all this stuff and partnerships and i always say i don't believe in competition and if that's mm -hmm. something you want to learn about you're not going to learn it from me I mm -hmm. believe in collaboration, right? Because if you, yes. you could be doing the exact same thing as me, like literally the exact same. And I want to collaborate with you mm -hmm. because that's why, why would we compete with one another? Like totally. it, we have seen it now work throughout history. Um, and yeah. all that does is add to, to the enemy's kingdom of division, right? So mm -hmm. how do we then build God's kingdom is by collaborating with, with one another. Um, and no matter how much you think she is doing something similar to you, it isn't the same thing. Exactly. It's the same thing. And it's a lie that we convince ourselves of. And that's in ministry and business, right? But then also in relation to like life. If that woman also has a baby girl, become friends with her. Don't try to compete of your parenting yeah. skills compared to her. Like right. you know, compared to hers, like it gets to be um relationship based versus totally. something else. And and that in itself can break chains. That in itself, um, you know, can break barriers. We still don't have a woman president in this country, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a mm -hmm. vice president, hallelujah. Woo! But, <laughs> you know, but we still don't have a, you know, woman. And yeah. that in itself shows us that we live in a country, um, you know, that is still very focused on building up men um, and even women building up men. But it's yeah. us with each other. We get to build each other up and and in yeah. many ways also go to the lord with those comparisons go to the lord with those thoughts of competition like yeah. it isn't we don't have to be like well that's just the way i am i'm competitive no mm. that's <laughs> 
there's mm-hmm. something deeper there, you know, totally. to explore with Jesus. So yeah, it really, yeah. You know, it gets to be a thing that we get to go into more and um, be intentional about so we can totally. break this pettiness and all this other stuff that exists. Yeah. Yeah. Another piece of advice that I feel like I've gotten all the time as a mother now, or not advice, but just encouragement is that I am the best parent. I'm the best mother for my daughter. And why don't we say that to women in other contexts? Like you are the best woman to lead your business. You are the best woman to do your job. You are the best wife to your husband. Like, yeah, you're going to struggle and you're going to get it wrong sometimes. That doesn't mean that you're disqualified or the wrong person or, um, yeah, you're the right person and all your strengths and all your weaknesses, like God's placed you here on purpose because you're the best person for this job. I love that. I think that's really powerful because sometimes we'll think someone else, you know, is the best. And it's like, no, you're, this is where you've been called to God has Mm -hmm. like specifically assigned you for this marriage, for this, um, for these kids, for this neighborhood, Mm -hmm. for this Mm -hmm. family, even if you're, Mm -hmm. you feel stuck away by your family, like you've been called to your family, all these different things are like, you get to be the best at. Um, And that's not based on our opinion. It's based on what, you know, God um, has like appointed us to do. Yeah, no, that's, Mm -hmm. that's really good. I actually was about to ask you like, what is like, you know, an encouragement that you want to share? I think that was a good, unless you want to share another one. That was really good. (laughs) Well, I, I, um, we talked earlier about intuition and one of, the verses that the Lord really used to teach that to me was Psalm 37, four, which says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Um, and I always thought that meant, you know, like, oh, if I like this, this give and take thing, like I do this thing for God, like things that he'll really like, I'll read my Bible, I'll memorize scripture, and then he'll give me the things that I want. And, um, really what I think it means is as we delight ourselves in the Lord, he gives us the desires in our hearts. So if I'm like, man, I really want to move to London, man, I have this really crazy idea for a podcast, man, I feel like I should quit my job, even though I have no idea what's next. Like that surely can't be from God. We get stuck in this like decision-making spiral and we never do anything because we're like, well, I just need God to tell me, like, show me God what my next step is and I'll do it. Like, I just want you to tell me. And God's like, I have, like, I gave you that desire. Can you trust that? Can you act on that? And God, I think it diminishes, um, it has, it reveals a diminished view of God when we're like, well, I can't trust that desire because if I do it and it's, then I'll be on the wrong path. And it's like, all of a sudden God can't reach you if you're on the wrong path. And like, that's not God. Like God's so much bigger than that. He's so much holier than that. He's so much more um, engaged in our lives than that. So like, if you're, as you're delighting yourself in the Lord, and he's giving you these desires and you're like, I don't know what step two is, but I feel like step one is this. I'm going to start moving in this direction. And if, if it's not the direction God wants you to go, and he is very good at closing those doors. Um, but that distrust of ourselves, of our desires, um, I think is, is something that the enemy loves to feed on. And God's like, Hey, I, I gave you that desire. Like you delight me. I gave you that. So trust it, walk in that direction and, and trust me that I'll meet you there. Like you're not going to step on the wrong path. Just start moving and I'll meet you. Amen. Yeah. And I think, um, to what you were saying too, like, it may not be an easy path too. So sometimes I think when we encounter challenges, we're like, well, it must've not been the Lord because it's too difficult or, you know, the enemy is getting in my way. And it's like, no, maybe it was God that placed that challenge. Cause you're actually going to need that experience for something later, 
right totally. so it's also acknowledging that you get to start you get to go and do it and and follow that desire but not necessarily give up when challenges do come up right and, and that's where community comes in prayer comes in um but just really keep going because yeah, yeah that i'm sure you can say plenty of challenges that have come when, with all <laughs> the things that you've created and done same for me like that's just mm-hmm. the reality of of going in any direction right mm-hmm. um even the direction that you yourself just want to go to without you know, God's will, like challenges are going to come up regardless. Um, And that's where we, God gets to reveal his strength um, and his goodness in it. So it is a a joy to do it. And the world needs it, right? The world needs for all these like secret gifts and these secret ideas to come out. (laughs) People are waiting. I always tell people like people are, there are people waiting for you, for you, for you to start, for you to start your business. Um, They're waiting for you. And so we get to respond to that wait. Yeah. And if all of that sounds really foreign to you, like the idea of quitting your job gives you like a panic attack, like that doesn't, maybe that's a desire for like two years down the road. So like practice it now, like when a person pops into your head, like instead of being like, oh, I wonder how they're doing, like text them, call them, DM them on Instagram, like start practicing, like exercising that muscle of trusting your intuition, trusting the Holy Spirit. Sometimes like, I feel like more times than not, it'll be like, wow, that was exactly like what God had desired for me or like that desires from the Lord. Um, sometimes that like we swing and we miss and that's fine, but like it's a muscle we need to start exercising. And so it doesn't have to be like, go in and quit your job tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but, but learning to trust that intuition can start today in a much smaller yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Caroline. I know usually we close with like sharing um, a testimony, but I know we talked earlier in the call talking about like, really your testimony is that you, you know, had the privilege and the gift of like loving women all your life, right? Like loving womanhood all your life and uh, not necessarily uh, having perhaps like negative. And I mean, you know, some, you were saying like sometimes maybe competitive thoughts can come in or things like that or comparison, but just like loving um, other women. And I think that gets to be all of our testimonies, even if that has mm. not been um, your narrative, right? Like it's still, we can still move towards that. That can still yeah. be something, maybe that's a desire of your of your heart, right? Yeah. You'll be able to champion women and and don't let other people that like, oh, people are just going to think I'm a hypocrite if I just switch it. It's fine. Switch on them. Switch on them. <laughs> all of a sudden, be super encouraging to women and empowering and all this stuff. Even if you weren't before, it does not matter. Um, Stop caring what other people think. <laughs> exactly. It adds life mm-hmm. to the world. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you, girl. Um, and uh, I love this. Um, and yeah, I'm just, y'all can check out all, um, you know, Caroline things, her website, her ministry. Um, I'll put it in the show notes, follow her on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. she has a lot of great yoga videos. I've been doing some prenatal ones. If you're not pregnant, she has non-pregnant ones too. Um, <laughs> I mean, they feel really great even when you're not pregnant. They're right? super gentle. So <laughs> and that's great. So yeah, there's just so many different things that you can, um, connect with her with so make sure y'all follow and check that out and just continue to celebrate i encourage y'all is is women's history month every day encourage at least one woman in your life genuinely and just see um fall to the lord you know fall into his, to his feet and just come to him in ways that you get to unlearn anything that has caused you to not be a champion of women um because you can start today right it doesn't have yeah. to be um that you hope for this to be your your story you get to be a woman who empowers other women right now Uh, So happy Women's History Month. We'll see y'all next time. 
Hey ladies, I hope that conversation bless you and you're able to apply a few things that you learned into your everyday life. God is with you and we're so excited that you get to continue to grow in your faith. Make sure you check out other episodes if you haven't already and be sure to hit that subscribe button, leave us a rate and review and make sure to follow us on Instagram at yes and amen podcast. See you next time.